0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, July 20th. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a special guest with me, um, but before we get started, let me introduce myself. I am Coach Lena, and this is Ladder Talk Live. We are a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear and career management. Um, And I'm on a mission to help everyday leaders live extraordinary lives. Today's guest is going to be um, someone that you guys are going to be lucky enough to interact with Day, Shamika is a technical recruiter at Randstad SourceWrite, attracting early career software developers to the largest search engine in the world. As someone who recently pivoted career, Shamika enjoys working with career changers, providing the guidance they need to navigate this exciting journey. Let's go ahead and bring Shamika on. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for joining us today. How's your week going? Uh, The week is going pretty well. Doing going very well. Good, good. Well, I'm super excited to have you on this week. So I don't know if you've seen some of the episodes of the week, but this week has is interview week. So each and every day we've been talking about various things that are important to uh, the interviewer and the interviewee. And yesterday we talked about questions, for example, that you'll want to ask and you'll want to um you'll want to learn about uh, in order to be successful. And as a technical recruiter yourself, it's exciting to just see another person discuss, you know, this exciting journey uh, within the interview. Um, I'd love to get your input in terms of, you know, what exactly it is that you do and kind of introducing yourself. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, I am, um, as you mentioned, a technical recruiter. So um, I'm fortunate enough to work with early career talent. So I am recruiting for software engineers who are um, within the first uh, few years of uh, their program. So they may be recent recent college graduate with one year of experience. Or they may be a boot camp graduate with no experience. But um, I'm excited because a lot of times, like boot camp graduates are career changers. Mm -hmm. And these are individuals who are uh, embarking on a journey, um, have gone through this intense process to pursue a goal or a dream that they have. So um, I'm working with those individuals um, who are newer to the software engineering space. Mm -hmm. And I'm
0: glad just to be able to be a part of that journey. That's awesome. So for those of you who are just now joining, we have our very first special guest. This is Shamika. For those of you who want to follow her, she can be found at the Mika Mindset. She is a technical recruiter for one of the largest search engines in the world world. You guys want to be tapped in with her. Um, As I like to say, it's always important to have a friend in the recruiting space. Uh, They can get you in some doors that you never knew existed. Um, So today's topic are top questions to ask the interviewer. Um, But before I do that, I want to make sure you all know that we are on various platforms. So if you see us pivoting from screen to screen, that is why. So we are live currently on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as Entra, I didn't say that. So we're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd love your input on this, especially from a recruiter perspective. Um, what do you really look for in a candidate? Well, what I look for in a candidate
1: um, beyond the, say, minimum qualifications mm-hmm. is someone who has a sense of um, desire, mm-hmm that this is something that they truly want and they're willing to put in the time to go after it Mm. and so i'm looking for individuals who are actually making progress um, with their career goals and ambitions um, or are putting forth the effort to say hey i am in this space this is where i want to be i'm I'm in these streets, as they say. So when it comes to being, when you select a career or an industry, um, and you decide that this is where you're going to plant your flag, mm-hmm. you're more likely to get involved in the industry, industry conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more interested in what's going on, mm-hmm. so you're more involved at in these different conversations that are taking place to really say, hey, look, this is what I do. This is where I want to be. I truly love what I'm doing and what I'm working on. And that shows up very differently compared to someone who isn't as interested in a specific career, compared to someone who is just kind of hoping to land a job Mm -hmm. and not necessarily look to build and grow a career in a specific industry. Mm. And so I really like seeing those individuals who are really in the trenches, Um, they're posting their coding exercises or talking about how they're practicing, they're sharing uh, their portfolio and really are having conversations about what it is they're doing to really grow and get their foot in the door when it comes to this new career.
0: Mm. So I'm curious, you know, obviously some of those things you gather when you're interviewing the person. What is it that you're looking at just on their profile to even gauge interest on whether or not you want to pick up the phone to have a conversation?
1: Actually, those are some of the things that okay. pick I pick up on their profile. Um, I, I know one gentleman I noticed was literally posting every day a coding mm-hmm. um example or question that he was working on. Every day he posts. I like, I want to talk to this guy. Wow. So you see those those individuals because they are actively showing up and saying like, hey, this is what I do. I know mm-hmm. this is something that I need to work on, that this may be a part of the interviewing process. Because with some companies, you do have to do technical interviews. Mm-hmm. And that requires you to be able to go through some technical coding questions. Mm-hmm. So when you see someone saying, hey, I'm putting in the work, Mm -hmm. I had a candidate that was saying, hey, I done went through 50 leak code questions. Now I was Mm -hmm. already talking to her by this point, but that was something that I found to be very impressive because they're saying, hey, I'm putting in the work. And that shows up very differently than someone who has a profile that hasn't had any activity um, and it's not necessarily complete. Mm -hmm. You see that they haven't. Put any effort into creating the profile to really attract attention.
0: Now, what you just said, Shamika, is almost my my bread and butter in the things that I coach about. You know this personally. And I'm so glad that someone else is saying it. You know, it's kind of um, providing that second level of like she knows what she's saying because we as recruiters are hanging out in the comments. We're looking at who is adding value to the community and what is it that they're sharing their expertise about? What is, who is providing that thought leadership in their own community? And then based on the roles that we're hiring for, when we have that role available, we're looking at you because you keep showing up, you keep participating. And then of course, as I say, LinkedIn will continue to reward you for, for you know participating by show, having you show up more in the search results when we are sourcing for candidates. What is the biggest thing you've learned in recruiting since you started?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that um, to pay attention to the interactions and the feedback and, and the comments, um, really to pay attention to everything, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I noticed very early on when I started recruiting and really uh, speaking with boot camp graduates, you know, very recent boot camp graduates, I started to sense that there was a a level of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. that there was a level of, I don't know if I'm ready, I might need to take six months to get ready kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I am working with these individuals to help them understand um, and to reframe how they approach this this opportunity. Mm. And so from there, just based on my observations, based off of the feedback that I was getting, the fact that I felt people were slower to commit to when they wanted to move through the process, Mm. that I needed to make sure I had a conversation with them at the onset to say, hey. Um, I reached out to you for a reason. Um, I do want you to prepare because that is very important. But at the same time, I don't want you to come into this process feeling intimidated. And Mm -hmm. I want you to come into this process feeling and knowing that you are qualified to move forward. Mm -hmm. As long as you have the positive mindset and as long as you put in the proper preparation, then you position yourself to give it your best shot. And that's all that you can ask of yourself. So I found myself giving many motivational talks Mm. um, just to make sure that I supported them in this process, because personally, I know and understand how that feels to feel like you're not quite qualified for something. And I didn't want any of my candidates going through the process or even getting to the next phase of the process with a level of, um, imposter syndrome or a lower self self self-esteem. I really want to lift them up and I want them to go in strong and to think strongly about themselves and what they've accomplished. And so um, I've really learned to really pay attention to these different nuances, these different interactions um, and pick up on those types of trends so that I can make the necessary adjustments.
0: Mm. Tell me, what is it that you've noticed uh, in the recruiting space? What are the biggest mistakes people are making in the interview that are causing them to not move forward. Kind of one of the things that they could actually control, uh, but they, they they missed out on an opportunity. There are two things that I've come
1: across. Uh, one is not really being clear on what you are applying for mm-hmm. and what you truly have an interest in, um, really understanding the role and what it requires. Um, because there are individuals who may have an interest in software development and they may have some experience with coding, but this is a job that requires 80% coding. Mm-hmm. So you got to be about that life. <laughs> this isn't like I dabble in coding kind of thing. Right. And so being very clear on what this job requires and understanding that, And I understand you want to push yourself and not tell yourself, no, let someone else tell you no, but really have an understanding of whether or not this truly aligns with your skill set and what you're accustomed to doing Mm. or whether or not you're in a position to step up to the plate to take care of that. Um, The other aspect of it is, and this differs from person to person, and there are some aspects of this that is harder to really assess or really give feedback on, mm-hmm. but the time in preparation, the time of preparation, There, not everyone needs a month. Some people can knock it, you know, maybe need two weeks, but really having a true self-assessment of where you are and what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. And I have that conversation with all of my candidates. You need to do a practice run. You need to assess your strengths and weaknesses. Then you build your plan to prepare for the next phase from there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that to me is very important. I'm a person who's a great test taker. So I'm coming from a phase of I know how to prepare for something and know how to kill it. Mm-hmm. I have been certified in more d- things than I could name. <laughs> so I understand passing tests. And it's usually knowledge tests. It's not a coding test. But mm-hmm. I understand the proper the preparation process so that i understand and i'm confident enough to know that i can do anything i put my mind to Mm -hmm. but it's a matter of preparing and giving yourself that honest feedback so that you can make sure you show up as your best self
0: this this is so good this is so good because i i i want to encourage people to know just because we as recruiters you know, want to enter, you know, move you to the next phase, which is typically a technical round after you speak with us. Give the time it needs that you need to really prepare. Don't feel like you've got to do it tomorrow. We will wait for good candidates. We want, we literally want you to get the job. We as recruiters, our bread and butter comes from you getting the job. So in order for you to get the job, if, if it requires you to be able to practice, do some practice sessions, whatever the case, whatever it takes, do it. Don't feel like, well, they, they seem to pressure me into going through the interview phase. Stand your ground, put your foot down and say, I do want to put my best foot forward. I do want to properly prepare for this. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks. I am available X date. Likeliness is that they'll say yes depending on the position, especially in a coding. When you're in that coding space, they're hiring so much, they can wait. It's not that they're hiring one engineer for the whole company. It's typically hundreds of people at a time that they're hiring for. So they can afford to wait for you, um, especially if you're taking the initiative to say, I-, I want to wait and and be sure that I'm prepared. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. In terms of I kind of want to circle back to last week um, or week before last with negotiations. While I have you, it's always nice to have another conversation with a recruiter. What, what, in your opinion, is the biggest things that you've noticed when it comes to a person negotiating their offer? Do you tend to see people are negotiating just from a holistic number, or do you find that people typically just accept the, the number that is given?
1: Now, that's the, the, I wish I could answer that question and really give you a very honest answer, um, or I'll give you an answer. I have an answer, but I don't have an answer. <laughs> um, because of the process and the way that the timeline is with um, the hiring process for the role, I haven't gotten to the offer phase with my candidates as of yet. So I haven't had to have those conversations. Um, so my candidates are still in the process of going through the different interview phases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't had that particular thing come up. But I will say that I feel like with individuals who are earlier career, they are much more easy going, for lack of better terms. So you're not getting a lot of pushback. And if like you mentioned earlier, if there's something you need to stand your ground on, I have had some stand their ground on the remote working aspect of things, Mm -hmm. um, but, or they they may not be able to relocate. Um, So I've had some that have stood their grounds on those types of things because they're so important. Mm -hmm. But in other areas, if you need to stand your ground, if you need to make sure you are clear on what your expectations or your requirements are, it's definitely very important to make sure you communicate that.
0: Mm. That's a really good point Um, because, and and things that we've discussed in private, you have to have a deal breaker list. What are your non-negotiables so that when those offers start to roll in, when opportunities present themselves, when you're having conversations with people, you want to ensure you're not getting um, distracted by the glitter of a brand and know that these are the things I won't do or these are the things I will do, you know? in in terms of that. I want to first, for those of you who are just now joining, um, we have a very special guest today. We have Shamika at the Mika Mindset. She is a technical recruiter for one of the largest uh, search engine companies in the entire world. And she's hiring. She is hiring early software engineers. So if you are a software engineer, fresh out of a boot camp or school or something of that nature. um, She's going to be your go-to person with opportunities. She can help get you in the door. This is the importance of participating in these type of things because we as recruiters are friends with other recruiters. And these are the people that want to uh, collaborate and connect people with opportunities. So thank you again, Mika, um, for joining us today. So again, this week we are in um, interview week. The topic of today was top questions to ask the interviewer. I want to kind of go through a couple of questions um, and kind of get your input on what you would be looking for in a response or how you would respond as a a recruiter. Um, So one of the main ones I like to have candidates, uh, you know, from a coaching perspective, what is the most challenging part of this job? Typically, in my opinion, when you ask that particular question, you want to stretch the muscle of your hiring manager or the person who's interviewing you to identify what are going to be the pain points. It's good to ask these questions because you want to constantly be the solution to the problem that they have. Another question I ask that's very similar to that is what, let's see, where is it? What is one thing? That you feel is missing from the team that the person filling this role can provide or should provide. Again, it just allows the opportunity for the hiring manager, whoever is you know interviewing at the time, to dig deep and identify. Well, that is a good point. We're really looking for someone who can come in with new ideas. These people have been here for so long. You know, we need someone to help build something new or whatever the case may be. What are your thoughts on that, Shamika? Um, definitely.
1: I think these are great questions, especially when you are in a position to uh, speak with a hiring manager mm-hmm. and someone who is able to give you that level of detail um, and has that really inside perspective mm-hmm. on what it is you are looking for so that you can not only get context, but you can also share
0: with them why you are the best person for this opportunity. Mm. Absolutely. Another question I like to ask is about company culture. Can you tell me more about the company culture and how um, it's impacted this role? Again, my opinion, it allows you to understand what's important to this, this brand. And then how is this particular role affected by that level of importance? That goes back to the mission statement of the company, the values of the company. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Shamika?
1: that's awesome. Um, an awesome question. And one of the things that I enjoy is that I actually have the option of referring candidates to speak with an employee so that they can have some of those conversations Mm -hmm. so that they can ask specific questions, whether or not they're concerned about mentorship. Um, if they have questions about the interview process, If they have questions about different types of resource groups um, and how diversity and inclusion plays a part in the workplace, I have the option of being able to connect them with an individual to have those types of detailed conversations, um, because there are certain experiences that certain people aren't going to be able to really share with you. So the Mm -hmm. candidates are able to share with me exactly what they want to talk about, and then Mm -hmm. I can identify individuals who fit that category, who mm-hmm. can actually have those conversations with them and they can get that level of information. So mm-hmm. that's something that I think is awesome because you get to learn a lot when you get to speak to someone who is not at, at all involved in the hiring process.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. it's important, And I love when companies um, do that because it allows you to truly get um, a opportunity to identify, you know, does this align with your values? Does this align with the things that you're looking for? And then also from an employee perspective, there's also those non-verbal cues that you could probably pick up on, on is there work-life balance? Do they look sleepy? They probably, you know, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But there are certain things that you'll wanna pick up on from the inside out to identify Is is this the right company for me? You know, Um, and then I know we only have a few more minutes left. As you know, personally, one of my absolute favorite questions to ask, is there anything in my resume or in the conversation we've had today that makes you feel like I'm not a fit for this role? I tell each and every single one of my clients the importance of asking that question last because it's an opportunity to sell yourself one more time. If if you feel like the the interview wasn't going well, this is your time to sell it. If you want to know if you did well, this is the time to find out without saying, hey, do you want to hire me or how did I do? (laughs) This is another way of finding out exactly, you know, how did you do? Typically, we're honest. Recruiters, hiring managers, we will tell you. Honestly, I was a little concerned about X, Y or Z. I didn't get a good gauge on this. This gives you an opportunity to sell. Well, I'm so glad that you asked me that. Actually, yes, I have done that and this is what I've done that way I've turned around interviews several times personally by asking that simple question and helping them understand my realignment and how I am a fit for, for this position. What are your thoughts on this? Shameka? Oh, I totally uh, use that question. <laughs>
1: In my interview for this particular role, um, you know, based on the advice that you provided as my coach and. I got some insight. Um, It was I didn't have any necessarily negative feedback, but there was some potential conflict of interest Mm. that I said that would need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to say, okay, that I understand that that will be taken care of. That will not be um, an issue because I had. Personal business outside of uh, the job where I was actually sourcing for similar roles. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, in um, that particular partnership, so that I would not have that conflict of interest.
0: Mm-hmm. Nav has a good one here. Why the role is open backfill, um, which identifies are is this company have high turnover or is this a new position based on growth? So thank you for for that question. There are a few others. I'll I'll be sure to add into the um, into the chat uh, later on. But Shamika, anything you want to share with us as we begin to wrap up? Any I think my For me, the main thing that I
1: feel is important, especially in in this era that we're in where so many people are looking to uh, pivot and transition careers, that we really take the time to identify what we want to do and what we're passionate about and what we have a true interest in and allow that to be our guiding light. Of course, there are a lot of opportunities out here that are extremely popular. Um, There are a lot of opportunities that are buzzwords. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that's not truly something that you can find yourself excited about every day, ask yourself, is that the direction that I want to go in? Because whether or not you believe it, when it's time to show up for that interview, you're not gonna have the same enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna prepare the same you're not gonna have the same energy. So I recommend making sure that you align what you truly want to do with your career so that when it's time to go through that process of interviewing, you show up as your best self. When it's time to go through the process of having to revise your resume 18 million times, Hmm. you can do it with a level of enthusiasm that it needs because you have a goal that you are committed to executing on. So I was able to execute on my goal because I was able to do that. I was able to identify exactly what I wanted to do. I was able to identify the purpose for doing it. And I was able to put forth the effort that needed to be done to accomplish it. So um, I wanna also take the time to give Wilena her flowers. Coach Wilena definitely was um, instrumental to my progress of pivoting careers but also instrumental because i was not fully aware of everything that recruiting involved i was already in the coaching space i was already passionate about helping people but i'd never come across a recruiter that gave me that type of interaction to even let me know that it was possible to have these types of relationships that I'm now having with my candidates. So I wanna thank you for uh, your service and what you've done um, to contributing to my career thus far, as well as the career of many others.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Um, Shamika was a part of our 30-day program that actually launches again today. So if you have not signed up, please feel free to do so. We are um, making pivotal changes. We're changing careers. It's not just for the person who knows where they want to go. It's also for the person who doesn't know where they want to go. If, if that is you in your career, you definitely want to participate in this program that starts today. We have our kickoff call. Um, Some announcements I want to bring to the table, Um, we have Talent Acquisition Week next week, Um, so for those of you who are in the talent acquisition space and are looking for tips and tricks to improve your outcome, I'm going to be uh, one of the speakers, I will be specifically talking about engagement, all about how to engage with your clients, or excuse me, your candidates, and how to, uh, especially in this very competitive market. Um, So once again, we are here, Ladder Talk Live, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Shamika, for joining us today. I have learned so much from your perspective, especially starting in a new industry and you know what you have gotten out of it so far, which to me seems to be quite a lot. So remember, if you are in the market. I already submitted her uh, LinkedIn uh, profile for you all to connect with her directly um, about opportunities. Feel free to communicate with her um, specifically. And then you can also interact with her on her Instagram at the Mika Mindset, which is spelled M-E-K-A. And we will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.